And now, the Monday Blues Podcast. So it's going to be a little bit complicated because now we're doing Facebook Live in conjunction with a Monday Blues podcast that's going to be played about maybe a little under 12 hours later. <laughs> right. Uh, so this is Plug One Two, where we have uh, millennials or millennial and uh, Gen Xer, Gen Xers, Xers connect. <laughs> The male's perspective. Yep. Uh, and in the interim, we're going to try and share this to all our pages also in the meantime. But uh, what we want to do is also talk about women in MMA before we hop on to Raquel Pennington and the coach. Yeah. That issue, right? Uh, in the very beginning of women's MMA, I thought... This is not going to sit well in the sense of viewers. For me, it was cool. That's because I trained in Muay Thai, was learning in Jiu-Jitsu, so it was fine for me. But yeah. the the long ball game, I, I didn't think a lot of people um, were appreciating that. So with, with women's MMA, how did you guys first initially feel uh, about that? About just overall, like Rhonda and sure, sure, and and how you felt like, I guess overall how the audience would take it and how you personally took it, like yeah, I like it or no, it wasn't. You know, Dana White didn't like it in the very beginning. He told Rhonda Rousey, right? Right, and just to see, like this is a sport uh, that has surpassed all the attention from like other expectations, such as the WNBA. Uh, such as uh, softball, whenever they did try to do that. Soccer, though. Soccer. Uh, I would say women's soccer still is probably the top priority, but for right. whenever it's the World Cup, like nobody would pay attention to the MLS League, the women's oh, MLS yeah, yeah, League. Yeah. Like yeah. no, not a lot of people know it's around. Right. So the fact of the matter is, is like this is probably the other than probably even college basketball. Uh, this is probably the most sought out women's sport now today. And just to see, like, the heroes of what they've done in the past, such as Ronda, or even you want to say Misha Tate, uh, now maybe Amanda Nunes. Like, these are the figures that they're all drawing up and uh, the people that are looked at as probably the faces of the sport. Yeah, agreed. Um, I'm not—I don't know. I, I never really was, like, looking for it, per se, or, you know, it was like, ooh, it's Ronda Rousey. Even when Ronda Rousey was just, like— starting her climb and getting attention i was like oh okay whatever but it wasn't until like all right her one of her her last few defenses and then the the misha tate and, and holly home fight i was like wow this is it this sport is like it's arriving and then when you see amanda nunez it's like okay i think we're probably gonna start seeing some real fighters now yeah. Oh, by the way, for the listening audience, uh, Joshua Sands. Uh, Josh, you got to get on the show. He has his own MMA podcast. Okay. So uh, showing some love to you, Josh. Uh, hit me up. You have my number. So we're talking MMA and women's MMA for now for this portion of the show. Uh, yeah. And it's interesting because WNBA 
This is strictly my opinion, not Zach or Jay's opinion. <laughs> Might be mine, too. Uh, could be, right? Uh, I-, I thought it was corny. Okay. I-, I-, I couldn't fuck with women's basketball. And that's the thing. Like, How is it that college women's sport is more watched than WNBA? Like, That's more revered. Uh, and, and, and variations of women's college sports, right? Right. But, like, just women's basketball. Like, everyone would watch Tennessee or everyone would watch UConn. Uh, if there was anyone, Notre Dame for a while. It's just, like, those were the three prestigious schools for the longest time. And everybody watches them. Uh, even, like, as a guy, when I was watching high school basketball or, like, when I was in high school, I would watch not only just college basketball, but college women's basketball. And it was so fun to watch that. And just to know that it didn't translate onto WNBA says a lot. That's interesting, Jay, because I didn't even care about women's college basketball. Yeah, and now, you know what, I'm, I'm going to backpedal, and I'm going to, because I just popped in my head, and, you know, the the hamster wheel is really moving slow right now. <laughs> How old are you? <laughs> 40, 40 plus, that's there for is, sure. Um, yeah, no, no, I was going to, what popped in my head now is is women's tennis. And women's tennis, you know, even growing up, I loved watching it. Um, and and you know what? Those skirts. Oh, <laughs> yeah that that didn't hurt. That didn't hurt either. But also, um, as I was kind of learning the sport too, um, one of one of my coaches uh, was saying like, it's probably best that that you watch the women's game because it probably mirrors your ability. Um, and, and the and the game that you're playing, the fundamentals, right? Versus yeah. the men's game, which is like so much more powerful, and you know you don't have that. You you you're, that's not what you're doing. So you want to see the ground strokes and you know all the the fundamentals, like you said. Yeah. So I mean, and and, and not only that, tennis also is the sport where men's and women's now they get paid the same. That's the that that's the only sport I I can think of right now where you know um, Grand Slam it's like the the before it, it wasn't like that for a while and then now it's the women's get the same check as the men so uh, I didn't even know that but yeah. thanks for sharing Cause, yeah because I I would have thought there's still that pay gap yeah but I mean you know you got you got champions like Serena now and it's like all right she she definitely move the game forward too especially you know with fans and the way she dominates too i mean not of course there are the there's the sex appeal it's always that's that's never gonna go away but i think in tennis it's been more developed and and um you know i think mma maybe might follow that kind of lead because you know when you see a real fighter out there it doesn't really matter where what do you see? I mean, you see a good fight. It's see, like, the first few years I was watching it with the aspect of like, wow, this is charming because oh, look at them! They're <laughs> they're they're fighting and they're punching each other in the face. But now, since it's been at least what six, seven years since Ronda's uh, birth mm-hmm. and exit, uh, I, I can truly say. Women watching women's MMA is entertaining still, and and I watch it in the context of technique. I watch it in the context of, oh, this girl's beating the shit of another girl, and it's no longer like, oh, it's how, how cute. <laughs> I, I no longer watch it in that aspect. I was even gonna bring up Gina Carano. Okay, 
how she was the first person and like she's the most beautiful fucking fighter there was and how like that's supposed to be the face and it's just like it's so funny because like we've now gone from like the hot babes of like UFC where like people thought Ronda was beautiful uh, Misha Tate or Holly Holm Cats uh, and Gano to now it's just like we got the butches like we got Cyborg or Amanda Nunes and then essentially Raquel is also lesbian too isn't she yeah it was a full blown <laughs> lesbian fight dude yeah, yeah so it's just like now we're getting to like the freaking uh, dominant like just female mix, mixed with like male DNA in it sure actually I, I feel like women's MMA has a good mix okay there's the butchy type and then you have like Paige Van Sant yeah Roddy oh, yeah. Hottie Rachel Ostovich. Uh, um, I, Namajunas? I you. Rose Namajunas? Na, Namajunas? Yeah. Gorgeous. Yeah. So th- the one thing about WMMA, it, uh, I feel like there's far less bro-y. Okay. They're far less bro Where I feel like with the guys, they're still the bros. Where w- w- with the women's, with women's MMA, I-, I feel like they're all far more technical and stick to technicality. Okay. And I, maybe that's also with, um, you know, the upbringing or, or just learning the sport where when you're a guy and you're just physically bigger and stronger than your opponent, maybe you don't need to, you don't need to worry about the technical stuff. You know, if you're, if you're seven foot tall and your opponent's like six, six, three, you're dunking on. Yeah. You know, who cares about the jump shot or whatever, you know, that this, that's pretty much the the nature of sport that's a great point plus uh, i think the mental and physiological difference with men too it's you know hulk smash yeah even if you're five seven 160 pounds <laughs> you think hulk smash but with girls it's probably like no i got a jab to get in my right hook and then i'll go with a double leg and you know because they have to force themselves to be more technical yeah because yeah. of the stature and the body um, so we're going to play the audio of uh, Raquel Pennington at the end of uh, the fourth round. Basically, Raquel is essentially telling the coach, like, yo, this is not for me. I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. And the coach, uh, which is the context of this segment, is encouraging her to keep fighting. Now, for those of you who haven't fought I'll just tell you, it was pretty much Amanda dominating the fight, I felt. It also felt like uh, Raquel was throwing back, but it was just... Uh, the impact wasn't there. Yeah. So, uh, are we okay to yeah. play the audio? So, let's go ahead and do that. It's the nose. Hey, hey. I'm done. No, 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 no. No, 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 yes. no, no. She's done. Give a push off. Just told the coach, she's done. We're going to be smart. And then they cut to Amanda Nunes' corner. You see everything she's throwing. You see it all. You see everything. I know it hurts. I know it hurts. Let's power through this. Let's power through this. Let's believe. Right? Change your mind. Okay, so I have two. I have one rock-solid opinion. Because what everyone's saying on the internet was the coaches did a poor job. Okay? If I did not train at all never did any Muay Thai smoker fights I would have totally agreed with the public but here's the one thing as a fighter you want your coaches to understand and know who you are and she's been working for the with these guys forever 
So I, I would love to give the benefit of the doubt for these coaches who are encouraging her to fight because you got more in the tank. Now, with that said, she was getting dominated by Nunez. So, and I want to leave room for you guys to express your opinion. And then I'll also uh, react to that. How do you guys feel the coaches were performing at that? Well, can I ask you a question? Sure, of course. As a fighter, because again, you, you're you the one that has actually been in a fight uh, where it's like amateur or professional, correct? Sure, amateur, smoker fights within a small system, Muay Thai. Depending on how long you've been training for this, have you ever given up in a fight to where like you actually went back and you regretted it? You're like, if I fucking just didn't like throw in the towel, or if I just didn't, if I was more invested in that, if I would have just done more, like, would you feel as if like that would have been another moral win in that sense? Yes, because I feel like the fight you really win is in training. Yeah. I, I feel like fighting in the gym and training and getting ready for a fight to make weight. Actually, I didn't have that problem. I was just, I said, you know what? I'm not going to try and drop down to 155. I fought at 170. Wow. Ooh. Yeah. yeah. I, and it wasn't like a brolicky, uh, oh, okay, he looks like a fighter. No, he he uh, maybe has larger triceps, but look at that belly <laughs> kind of guy. So uh, for me, uh, it's more difficult and, and these are Muay Thai fights. This is not MMA. So I much props to MMA fighters. Yeah. Um, the fight for me was harder because, you know, you're, you're fighting for an academy. And it's Thai boxing. So there's so much martial culture. And you're Asian, even though they can't distinguish if you're Thai or not. But if you're fighting in Muay Thai and you're Asian, there was that pressure. And again, this is in the early 90s. Mm. Yeah. So. So more tradition. Yes, yeah. and, and the Asian pressure. Yeah. So uh, my my coaches, I just listen to. Like, you know, I've, I, how I've said on this radio show, you're an old soul because you have discipline, right? Like, you listen. So for me, that wasn't an issue. Mm. I mean, I could only imagine what it was like again. For uh, Raquel? For Raquel. For, okay. Yeah. Oh, and for you, uh, because it's just like in her case, it's like, would she have gotten away thinking like, you know, what, I should have fucking just stuck around and just fought that last round? Because in a way, it wasn't too long ago where we saw Cyborg versus Holly Holm and Holly Holm went the distance, even though she got her ass kicked in a way to by Cyborg. Not this bad, though. Um, but looking back, we were going like, well, Holly did her. Holly didn't fought that bad like it wasn't that bad of a fight to where like it's just like we didn't consider it such a loss for holly to lose to cyborg we considered a moral win for holly that she lasted that long and the way she was able to like use the technique because we all know what cyborg's game plan was was to get her off her feet and then to take her smash and pound and then that was it so props to holly home by the way yeah yeah because jermaine durand and me Fought dudes, but didn't want to fight Cyborg. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Because right. that, that's the reality. It. I, I've stood next to Cyborg. She looks like a rock solid 175er. Damn. I, I've I've stood next to Matt Hughes. Mm-hmm. She may be like Matt Hughes on a diet, dude. Wow. Dude, like she is. You can't use the term brolic for her because she's just 
Solid. Right. Yeah. You know, so props to Holly Holm. But before we even get to you, Jay, you've talked about the fighter's perspective. What about the coach's, the coach's perspective? To what you were saying, I agree, too. It's just like they know the fighter. Okay. So it's like they should go that the distance. It's like you got one more fight. This is, yeah, you're not typically fighting a championship round. This is a five-round fight. But just don't ever consider what if we do come back to a five-round fight? What if, like, then you'll be better prepared for it? This is a championship fight. Yeah. Right. I think that's so. the biggest. That's definitely the biggest point is that it's the championship fight. Um, I don't. I didn't get to watch it, but you know, based on your your guys's uh, recap, it seems like you know the the fight was well in hand for Amanda Nunes at that point. Um, but I'm. I belong also to that school of like you know your coaches would probably know best. They know you best. I mean, it's not like they're trying to milk you for any more money. They they just know, like, okay, you're taking a beating, but you still got some more fight. And the fact that it's a championship fight, anything can happen. You don't know what's going to happen. You know, um, what if what if Amanda Nunes was to just kind of slip and fuck up her knee? You know, and Great point. It, it's right there for you to take, you know, choke her out or whatever. Um, Misha Tate, Holly Holm. Exactly. Uh, and, and last round. Last round, last seconds. Yep. You know, and um, it, I I definitely agree with that. I mean, I, I got to read some of the comments and I mean, I, I get it. You know, it's like throwing the towel. But that's really that's the that's your corner's decision to throw in the towel. And, you know, for her, it sounded like she was, yeah, maybe mentally done. But your your coaches are there to push you, and they're there to also protect you as well. So I think you you you're right when you have to say you have to give them the benefit of the doubt. So societally, do you think that audio? Do you still have have it in the YouTube yeah. docket? Does that is that a case where uh, before we play it, is that a case where the audio and the video makes you feel worse for the fighter? Because you don't assess that, right? And not a lot of people saw the fight because you had to pay for that final fight. Yeah. You know, I'm thinking now perhaps the listening and viewing audience, you're seeing a clip. Yeah. It's not the full thing. Maybe the reaction was just terrible just because that's what you see in a loop. I'm done. I'm done. Yeah. You know, every like 30, 40 seconds. I mean, it would be one thing if she actually did pull off an amazing victory to end the the fifth round. But just I think what angered so many of the fans after that was to see the knockout. And to see the blood pouring from like her forehead after that knockout. But that's the sport, though. Man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's just like the fact that she was like, "I'm done." And like, yes, you could say that like that's fucked up from the corner. But at the same time, if she's mentally checked out, then she's probably going to put herself in that type of position. Sure. You know what I mean? Sure. Yeah, I get it. I get it. But I mean, that's also, I think, at that point too, you could kind of say like, "All right, if she's going to get knocked out, she could have got knocked out earlier." You know, and and she would have been like in the mindset of, oh, I can still win this fight when maybe even two rounds into the fight, it's like, oh, she's going to get her ass kicked, right? And and who who are you protecting now? Uh, shall we play the video? Is it cool yeah. to play? Yeah. Right, let's do it. She's done. 
Just told the coach he's done. We've got to be smart. Don't put yourself at risk. I know. You see everything's I know, turning. You see it all. You see everything. Come on, girl. I know it hurts. I know it hurts. Let's power through this. Let's power through this. Let's believe. See, I see that as encouraging. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I, I see that as encouraging. But if you just watch the first five to ten seconds where she's like, I'm done, I'm done, that... I yeah. guess I, I see how that can make some people soft. Yeah, and I don't think like you know you know her coach is saying you can see her, what she's throwing, so it's not like her eyes are closed, her face is like who Raquel's? Yeah, uh, I mean her. It didn't. It just didn't look like you know. It just seemed like she took a beating, but it's like you're still coherent. You're you're you know I th- I think you have another gear in you. Why don't you push? You know. Plus, it's one more round. It's one more round. It's the championship fight. Yeah. yeah. And how many opportunities do you get? And, and here's the other thing. Uh, when Barboza fought Habib Nurmagomedov, mm-hmm. uh-huh. and Barboza's like an amazing striker, right? Kicker galore. But uh, there were people uh, talking about it on Fox, and they were like, Barboza was just like, motherfucker, dude. I'm doing <laughs> everything. I'm not beat up. I'm doing everything. I just don't want to do this anymore. Because <laughs> I'm doing everything and nothing's happening. Right. This person who wrestled bears when he was 10. Yeah. I I can't apply anything. The, to Barbosa's credit, though, I thought he, whenever he caught a second one in that fight, was when he was uh, on his feet. Sure. And the thing is, is like, whenever they got onto the ground, Khabib would just like, pummel him and just spread all of his energy and you could tell that he was getting tired of that way and so the thing was is Barbosa was just defeated in looking at like how the fuck am I going to get back onto my feet how am I going to get out of this but the fact that he never gave up was very encouraging the one thing I really liked about this fight though mm-hmm. because let's say and, and I could be incorrect but I, it's my true honest opinion let's put Misha Tate as more feminine not just because she's Heterosexually, a female. Right. Let's let's say she's feminine. Yeah. Right? Let's say Raquel is more masculine. Traded. Okay. okay. But the more feminine fighter was mentally stronger to defeat Holly Holm. Yeah. And stuck it out. Yeah. I mean, all great points. All valid. All valid. Um, and I think, you know, even if she would have lost, even if she would have gotten knocked out, I think, you know, you're, you're, well, she did get knocked out. She did lose. But if there was like a glimpse of other fight, like if she was able to like pull off, land a punch, like a land a, land a clean strike or, or whatever and make a, make a move. I mean, I think that kind of plays into Zach's like whole moral victory kind of thing where it's like, you know, you're not a quitter. You know, and I think that's kind of what uh, you want to see in sports, too. It's like, um, I understand if the referee says no more, you know. Right. It, it That's that's part of the game, right? But for you to like, oh, I'm leaving. I'm out of here. You know, it's like you're you're playing. If you're playing a, a team sport and you guys are getting destroyed and you just call timeout and you leave the gym, like, that's, I think that's, that's what you want to you don't want to see in sports. Yeah, and uh, I wish I could play this clip, but it's 10 minutes long, so I don't know. Like, this, <laughs> uh, It's Misha Tate actually defending the corner of uh, Raquel Pennington, and she says, uh, 
I would have done the same. Which is actually interesting because... As, also, as the coach. As a coach. Which oh. is also interesting because Misha Tate was someone that did tap out to Amanda Nunes before, so... Well, that was quick. Yeah. That was like... And that was... Uh, I think that was the retirement fight, right? <laughs> right That's right. what made her retire, yeah. yeah and yeah. you know what's interesting? Maybe just make a props to Amanda Nunes. Oh, she's a beast. Like, for me, I would... The next legit fight... Is Nunez cyborg? <laughs> oh man, I would love to see that. It, it's almost like uh, a lion versus like a, uh, I guess another a lion versus a lion. Just the stature is just smaller, right? Like, like a lion. <laughs> I was Kodiak. gonna say a bigger lion versus a smaller one. I was right. gonna say a Kodiak, like a uh, grizzly bear. Kind of like. <laughs> That's a good one too. Yeah, but but uh, I, I am gonna make time to watch that fight. Yeah, that's an event. That's a that's a big. Uh, I don't know. I mean, the, it, it, it's tough because Amanda Nunez too. Like, for not hardcore fans, it's like all right. Um, maybe you can pass. Like for me, it was like okay, I'm I'm pretty casual when it comes to to MMA, but it's like all right, if that kind of a fight where you got this just immovable object in in uh, cyborg. Yeah, I'd love to see it. Cyborg just got her brown belt in jiu-jitsu, too. Ah, oh, shit, dude. Like We're talking modern-day jiu-jitsu, okay? Where everyone, like, people like Eddie Bravo, they've changed the game. You know, and John Dan- Danaher, you know, mm-hmm. these, he has a, a, a group of kids called the Danaher Death Squad. Because <laughs> they've been housing motherfuckers left and right in jiu-jitsu, dude. Mm. So... <laughs> I mean, I, I I would think that's Cyborg all the way. But, you know, with Nunez, you just never know. It, it, let's say it's, I don't know, Scottie Pippen versus LeBron. Right. <laughs> that's a great example. Right? Would, yeah. Would it become something comparable to that? Yeah. Pippen may have a puncher's chance. I think Nunez is, I think, you know, she does have that. I mean, if she doesn't. If it doesn't become a whole, like, physical, like a man fight, you know, where it's just, like, just bigger and stronger, that's it. You can't do anything about it. But if there is the ability to show some techni- technical um, prowess prowess, and, and, and get a little bit of an advantage, I think that's possible in that fight. Yeah. I think it's Batman versus Superman in the sense that Batman's human and Superman's a freak. Wow. <laughs> We're all talking uh, well, about men. Well, well, yeah, right. <laughs> it's a women's fight. Uh, good point. Um, I, I, I can see that. I, I, I probably lean more towards you, mm-hmm. or maybe it's more like Tracy McGrady versus LeBron, <laughs> <laughs> just to give it less girth. Right. Right. You know, you know uh, but it could be more closer towards. Like Vince Carter versus LeBron, <laughs> as I shrink like the opponent more and more now. Wow, like man. age forty, Vince Carter. Well, wow, the, no. Well, Amanda is just <laughs> on top of her game. They're both at their peaks. Yeah, that's the thing. Yeah, which would make it an exciting fight. But even the peaks is like a hill versus a fucking mountaintop. Yeah, I mean, Cyborg could literally probably do this to Amanda. To Amanda. <laughs> <laughs> 
it could happen. Right. You know, but, you know, I, I think with Amanda, Cyborg's going to know she's in a fight. Yeah, it could it could be Rocky Four. <laughs> what was if she dies, Rocky she Rocky? dies. Yeah, that's the, the Russian one. Okay. If you know. she dies, she dies. <laughs> uh, God, what else? Uh, so, in regards to the coach, is a clean sweep, right? He was yeah. trying to motivate her. Yeah. What, is it a case though of people overblowing it? Being soft too. I think that I think the soft thing is is. It is MMA. Yeah. Uh, it's like I view it like, uh, who was it? Was it Lou Williams or was it Gilbert Arenas? One of those players. Uh, they were saying, like, I love the fact that the media always has the quickest response for a sport they never played. So it's just like that's the thing where it's like a bunch of people are trying to take the moral response for this when they themselves have never fought. This is Tyron Lou. No, not Tyron Lou. Uh, it was Lou Williams. Oh, Lou Williams. Sorry. Or uh, Gilbert Arenas. One of those two. I remember. Someone with guns and multiple women. <laughs> yes. <laughs> right. Um, so the next thing on the, on the docket is, you know, R. Kelly gets dropped from Pandora. So the... the Spotify, the, right? So... Is it Pandora so too? The, the, the article says, Spotify removes R. Kelly from playlists. Spotify has removed all of R. Kelly's music from its playlist as a part of its new public hate content and hateful conduct policy which went into effect Thursday. The oh, artist's okay. music will no longer be included or promoted on its algorithms and playlists. So Spotify, not Spotify. For yeah, okay. the reason versus for hateful what? <laughs> uh, public hate content and hateful conduct. Oh, well, hate conduct. Okay. Like, not for the fact that he's a, a molester? Or well, like I think a, that's part of it, right? The, the hateful conduct. He's uh, conducting himself yeah, to I don't be know. hated. I guess. I don't know, man. It's just it, it 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 seems a little shady. But I mean, I get it. I mean, obviously the the public outcry to uh, remove R. Kelly from from uh, American Spotify. culture, <laughs> basically. You know, it's like uh, I don't know. I did. You know, it's probably a. Something from the Bill Cosby. It's just like a remnants of the Bill Cosby kind of thing. Yeah, I mean, if if Obama was the, the second term of Obama was the era of showing b- police brutality. Yeah, definitely Trump's era is show of is trying to render off all the rapists, uh, pedophiles. Yeah, pedophiles. That's this era. Yeah, but. I, I, I feel like Spotify, especially if assuming Pandora still has his music. Yeah. I think it's a bad move. Definitely a bad move. If you wanted to make a, a soundtrack for best basketball movies, you can't can't have it without <laughs> I Believe I Can Fly. Right? Yeah. I mean, you know. Okay, I think it's too late. Of a like if you had your window, you had your chance and uh I think it's too late of a punishment for him to have like that done that, right? Yeah, it, it's a regret punishment. Right. It's kind of like how we mentioned before, or I've mentioned before, where it's like some of these girls they just regret fucking a dude. So it's like, yeah, yeah, I was raped, but really it was just a you just regret boning him. Yeah, and, and I guess for for uh, R. Kelly, he was never like 
put in jail for anything. He's never, he's just been kind of accused, but he's never found guilty of any of these kinds right. of things. So it, isn't this kind of like when they have a case against Michael Jackson, right? Like, oh, he was accused of, of touching my kids, touching or... kids. Yeah. Well, I guess the, one of the more legitimate, um, outspoken, proven and mediated parts was he was dating Aaliyah. When she was 16. Yeah. And I think he married her when she was 16. Right. Art Kelly. Yes. Yeah, wow. I remember that. So that that's that's against the law, technically, right? I don't know how they got married. <laughs> and, and how come he never went to jail or any of that stuff? I mean, it, it was probably public knowledge. Well, is yeah, it, it was, yeah. yeah. How much is this? Is it because of uh, the resurfacing of, like, his little cult or whatever it is, like that... Uh, that one story that we've the covered. The R&B singer's mole cult. Right. Yeah. Right. <laughs> um, I don't know how much. It, I think this is. I think this is just part of the times, you know. And it's like Charles made a great point, you know, with the regret of of not doing it earlier or or whatnot. But geez. so it's it's kind of like similar, like as to how OJ went back to jail. Well, that's a little bit different because I felt like. The okay, what are the two? Um, as far as for the legal, you mean talking about for the murder, right? Yeah, there was a civil case and a and a uh, criminal case. So, the, for the criminal case, OJ won, yeah. So, then he went back for the memorabilia. No, 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 so well, the, he's, civil. Talk, he's talking about oh. the civil case, sorry, right? So, with the civil case. He lost there. Right. So that that's all within legal bounds. And come on, man. I mean, for formality's sake, you know, he <laughs> every, everything him. led towards him killing Nicole. Right. And Ron Goldman. Sorry. Right. But what you were saying is like with R. Kelly, where it's like that happened long ago. Yeah. And now that it was okay, is it because this one chick uh, not too long ago resurfaced the whole thing with TMZ? And it's just like, we were like, oh, yeah, that's right. After right. he dropped all those albums, he is really a sex pedophile. Or, like, he is a sex freak or something like that. I don't know, man. Rick James, he had somebody, right? Wasn't wasn't there a, a, a woman that was, like, held prisoner or something in Rick James's house? Right. She was an ecstasy prisoner. <laughs> right. She wanted to get out from getting pipe laid so well. Uh, she wanted to storm out of the room. I'm, that's what people from the streets were saying. Right. So, I mean, you know, it's kind of like now you have this platform where you can, okay, he's not allowed on, on Spotify anymore. I think I think that's soft as How well. do you feel, Zach? I think, yeah, it's just way too late for him. He, uh, I mean, there's so many other people to take down, especially the fact that what Jay was saying, like, he didn't go to prison for it. There's so many other people that need to go to prison for what they've done. It's just like now that he's... Now that you got let him get away scot free, there's no reason for him to go back uh, and do a retrial like this. I just personally feel that it would have been better if Spotify was was existent during the Aaliyah mm -hmm. relationship. Then you remove him from Spotify. At least it was relevant and mm -hmm. timely. Yeah, it's kind of like what you're saying, right? But now it's it's been it's so many decades back. It's like you're just this is just a, a regret go to jail card kind of thing. Right. And and 
And we don't condone guys that older <laughs> date girls that younger, right? I mean, let's not misconstrue that. Right. I mean, I don't, I don't, th- I don't, I don't think. Um, I just want to see who else they're gonna do this to, you know, or, or like, you know, if there are people, artists on the, on their playlist that have a criminal record. So Louis C.K. has been removed from Netflix. Let me check and see. I'm not sure. Uh, I believe he has, but I know Bill Cosby has now been taken off all TV, uh, whereas like one other channel was actually airing old episodes of The Cosby Show. Um, so now that like oh, Louis C.K. is still on, he's still on Netflix. Netflix. Yeah, but I think it's also because like Netflix is aware of a it wasn't as bad as other stories, uh, and b he's probably going to come back. And when they, he does come back, they'll be ready to like sign a contract and like have him do more specials and stuff. Snoop Dogg, Snoop Dogg posted a, a a funny. Well, I thought it was pretty funny. It was like a video meme, like um. It was a play on the uh, training day Denzel scene. Yeah. I don't know. I thought it was pretty funny. What, what was it uh, about? Here. I'm going to see if I can play it. Motherfucker. <laughs> okay. All right. I've been making history y'all to smash all these bitches. R. Kelly huh? responds to Spotify. You shit? Hey! You think you can smash these chicks without me? You motherfuckers will be playing Bruno Mars and Justin Timberlake without me. <laughs> Eric Billinger, nigga. Try to smash the Jeremiah. I got the slow jams in this piece. You'll never have a playlist like mine. Who the fuck you think you fucking with? I got the hits here. The mother R&B niggas just live here. Yeah, you better step in the name of love out of here. I'm a bump and grind this motherfucker down. <laughs> That's hilarious. Snoop Dogg's uh, quite the instigator on Instagram. Oh, I love Snoop Dogg and Michael Rappaport. Those guys talk so much shit. I love it. That's so funny. I'm shocked that Michael, not to go too far left or start going left, I'm shocked Michael Rappaport doesn't have his own show. Like, he has his podcast, which he produces. Yeah. But someone's got to pick that guy up. He's fucking hilarious, dude. Like, he went on the whole um, DJ Khaled one. I think it was all last week. And I was just dying. Like, him and his son were just, you know, this is my king. We're blessed. Like, the whole week, dude, it was hilarious. And and Snoop Dogg has a solid opinion. Yeah. Which I, I like that. Yeah. Quite a bit. Um, But, yeah, I mean, I, I just... I guess we can talk some more about regret culture mm-hmm. in the future. But in regards to Emmanuel Nunez, I think that's just part of the landscape where people just need to toughen up, dude. It is fighting. It's fighting. This is the punch in the face art. Yeah. And in regards to Spotify, not unless if you guys had anything else to comment on, because I think we've been recording a little bit above like 40, 45 minutes yeah. easily. Yeah, it's about... So that's pretty much the Monday Blues episode. Oh, but wait, since it's also Mother's Day, oh. let's, so let's just wrap it up on something lighter. Uh, how was your Mother's Day? <laughs> it was good. I uh, spent it with my family. It was over at my brother's house. Uh, everyone but my dad showed up, so it was good. Cool. Yeah, I you know, went to my, my parents' house, and um, we ended up congregating at my grandmother's 
uh, at the cemetery to, to visit my grandmother. And yeah, it was, it was, you know, it was a good day. Oh. Yeah, we did the same thing uh, just to make a long parable shorter. So we went to church at nine, visited the grandparents at 10, 15 ish. We had like four relatives. And then we went over to Monterey Park. Ate at this uh, this revered branch or franchise called Tasty Garden. Food tasted like garbage. Uh, this restaurant has like velour sofas. It's like your chairs. Oh. And there were like rips already. <laughs> so that was a bad sign. And then I felt so bad for what we were trying to treat my mom to. So before we recorded the podcast, I ended up just going to Granville Cafe in Americana. Yeah. It was just good to be around a lot of people celebrating something. Yeah. Granted, my mom and I only had, uh, like, salad. So, but it was good to, like, reattempt to <laughs> yeah. take out literally and figuratively the bad taste <laughs> on Mother's Day. But that's a short snippet. Yeah. I mean, that was the only thing that didn't quit on this episode was the fact that you were persevering for actual good food. Yeah, and the feeling from Mother's Day. Yeah. Right? Wow, <laughs> look at this this tie-in. <laughs> this tie-in guy right here. Monday Blues Podcast. Thank you so much. Shining off.